Okay, well, <laughs> it's time. <laughs> it is time. It is time for Mo Nessie. <laughs> Welcome to Mo Nessie. Welcome. Hi. Yay. I forgot to do the yay. Well, this is not good so far. No, it's not. I'm Amelia. <laughs> and I'm Jade. And this is Monessi. This is a podcast where we talk about um, cryptids and monsters and... Mythological creatures mm-hmm. and animals and the like. Legends. So, yeah. All sorts of things. So far we've decided and learned that everything that we end up talking about is a little bit depressing, but <laughs> hopefully that's not the case, except for today it is, so... Today it totally is. Sorry. Fair warning. <laughs> Um, so what are we talking about today? Oh, well, first we've got to do, we've got a, uh, listener question. Oh, yeah. Yes. Keep them on the edge of suspense. Yes. Okay, now i got to find it. <laughs> okay. So we have a listener question from Hannah, who is at Bish Kebab, <laughs> which cute. is also funny. I always like people's Twitter names. Me too. They're charming. Mine's pretty normal. It's just <laughs> my name. Well, that's fine, too. <laughs> I didn't understand how Twitter worked, and I don't get it still, so. Your name's adorable and charming. It's great. Thanks. Uh, but yes, this is Hannah at Bish Kebab on Twitter. Um, um, she asks, have either of you ever encountered a creature that you couldn't identify or explain? So have we ever seen a cryptid? I don't think I have, but I... Okay. You told me you have a story. I do I'm, have a story. I'm, like, dying to hear what this is. It's... Okay, so we were on vacation in Colorado. We were climbing a mountain because... Who's we? My family. Okay. When I was growing up. This was probably in, like, high school. We're very um, outdoorsy and hardcore, so we were climbing a mountain. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> So hardcore. And we stopped to take a break with our granola bars, because we're hardcore, and looked kind of across this valley, I guess, like over to the other side, um, probably like 100, 200 yards away, and saw this little creature, and it was furry, and it looked sort of like an otter, but sort of like a squirrel, but with no tail. But it wasn't a nutria, right? Well... Okay, sorry. Back up, back up. I know the answer to the question for me now. Okay, keep going then. No, we got all excited because we were like, I don't know what it is. It's not a muskrat. It's not an otter. It's not a beaver. It's not a very large squirrel. <laughs> Did I just ruin your story? <laughs> you totally ruined no, but we didn't know what it was, but it was apparently probably a nutria. <laughs> probably. Well, yes. <laughs> first of all, nope. We don't. Nobody talks about what they are. Yeah, I'd never heard of that before. Yeah. Yeah. We had to, and we went down and asked the guy that was working at the trailhead, and he was only like semi sure it was a nutria. So it still, it could have been an undiscovered creature that nobody ever had seen before. Yeah. But it was probably a nutria. I don't think I knew what nutria <laughs> were until I actually learned about them in mammalogy. They're like basically giant rats, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're rodents, yeah. but they look a lot like beavers, but I think they're bigger than beavers, and, and their they don't tail have the doesn't tail, have, yeah. it's not like a flat tail. But yes, actually, that's <laughs> that's what I've seen before, too, but no, yeah, nobody ever talks about their existence until, yeah, until yeah, you see one on it, the mountain, and you get really excited. <laughs> yeah, and you're thinking that you're seeing some kind of, like, mutant cryptid something or other, but you're not. Yeah, we actually, I lived on a street that, uh, the end of it was a bayou, not like a huge a bayou, bayou, but it would fill with water whenever it rained a lot. And there was a nutria that lived in it, but whenever we'd see it, it'd always be jumping off a rock, sliding into the water. Wait, we have them here? 
In Texas? In oh, Texas? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Okay. For sure, yeah. And oh, so, no. just thinking about the kind of creatures that lived... There were fish in this bayou sometimes, too. Like, a, somewhat sort of big and turtles and things like that. You're holding your hands out to, like, the most massive fish size I've ever seen, so that's very impressive. <laughs> I'm... Okay. I'm not. <laughs> this is, like, normal fish size. I'm, like, holding it, like, I mean, a foot apart, maybe. It's not, not even. normal, like, neighborhood fish Right, size. in a bayou. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you're right. But it was a new... Tr- I, w- I think I learned... Either, because I don't even think I looked it up ever because that was before Google was the norm because we didn't have cell phones and we didn't have things that we could just instantly mm-hmm. look something up on. And you didn't have a guy at a trailhead to ask. Right. <laughs> also, it was just in my neighborhood um, yep. <laughs> playing around in the water <laughs> in the bayou. Um, but we, lear- I learned about him in college. Like, this is what I had been seeing that whole time. <laughs> so, yeah. And it I'm was sure. your bayou friend. But the new, nutri- yeah, I agree with you. The nutrient mm-hmm. is definitely a thing. Yeah, non paddle tail beaver. Basically, it looks like a giant rat squirrel. Yeah, so that's my only fun story. That's a good one. <laughs> See, I was like, I'll think of something as soon as. So you the say answer something. is uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, at the time, but then later. No. Oh well, yeah, okay. Briefly, yes. <laughs> but I'm sure there are things all the time. But now with this technology that we have, I'm always like, what is this thing in my? Because mm-hmm. I've seen those lizards that I think um in our that are really really fast, and I, I forgot what they're called, but they're like Texas little spiny ones there's texas spining lizards which we have those yes and they're they are really fast but there are some that are black and they've got like neon stripes down the side kind of whoa and you're like looking at my hands like i have one of my hands <laughs> i'm just doing that. i'm trying to picture it. you're making like motions of <laughs> they're like as big as that but when i was at the when i was working at the big cat sanctuary they were always in the grass so yeah. i looked up what they were and i of course can't remember what they're called now there's some sort of skink i don't <laughs> remember honestly uh, I guess here I have my internet. I can look it up, but it, it takes too long, and I don't want to have you to yeah, have to edit fine. that. Out. Okay, so, <laughs> so yeah, that's a good question. Yay! Thank you, Hannah. Yes, thank you for for tweeting at us. Yay! Yeah, and if you have your own listener question, you can tweet at us at Nessie or email us. Um, at wonessypod at gmail.com. And we have an Instagram now, so. Yes. I guess you could ask a listener question on that. If you wanted to, but <laughs> probably I can't. miss that. <laughs> exactly. But, it just since we're throwing it out there, it's yeah. the same thing as our Twitter handle. So, <laughs> yeah. Yay. Okay. So, <laughs> listener question done. Um, we have a, well, I have. Amelia has an announcement. <laughs> I have acquired a parasite. Uh-oh. I don't like that <laughs> that could be termed that. Well, here, why don't we talk it about... It totally works. Why don't we talk about what we're talking about, and then we'll talk about why we're talking about it. Oh, okay. Okay, so the Beast of the Week. It's not of the week. I always want to call it the Beast of the Week, though, because it's so catchy. Is that okay, even though it's every other week? Beast? Well, I don't know. We've been doing it less than every other week as of lately. Whatever. Forgive us. It's the Beast of the Week. The Beast sure. of the Week is changelings changelings creepy fairy story which i didn't realize it was a fairy thing until we started this yeah it's like fairies or elves which were scary and not like nice and disney-y exactly but why babies well i've got to take precautions (laughs) i've got to learn about things to keep my imminent spawn out of the hands of evil fairies and elves. Well, luckily, there are ways of preventing that, but we can there talk are. about that. Yeah, we can talk yeah. about that today. Well, I've got so. until February to figure it out, so we'll stock up on iron knives. <laughs> is that the thing? That's a thing. We'll that get to it. that, though. So yeah, Amy's pregnant is the announcement. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Congratulations! Yay. Thank you. So I'm sure 
we'll learn all sorts of um, fun science facts about weird stuff that can happen to the human body it's my during favorite. that time. I know. And we can share all the grossness with you. And it's also <laughs> super terrifying, so... <laughs> I've already shared some of the things with people I work with about... Uh, That's good. <laughs> about specifically the things that you've told me about where I'm like, hey guys, did you know this? Because one of the, I've got people I work with that are also... When I say people, That's I mean fun. a person that is also pregnant. And so I was like, hey, interesting, fun fact. I like fun facts. That food poisoning like thing things. was super... Not food poisoning, the um, morning sickness thing was super interesting to me. Which one? You were saying that maybe it's a biological thing when you have morning sickness to prevent you from eating things that you shouldn't be eating because you're so oh, yeah. nauseous to eat, but it prevents kind of any kind of food poisoning or early onset yep. of sickness when the fetus is too young or very young and it's more dangerous. Yeah, because, oh, I read someplace else recently that um, countries, or I guess cultures generally, that eat um, more stuff that's like more commonly, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Shoot. Raw? Contaminated. Yeah, Exposed? stuff that's more cam- commonly contaminated. Um, they have higher rates of morning sickness than cultures that don't. So like in Japan, they have really high rates of morning sickness because they eat a lot of raw fish. That is insane. Well, maybe not because, but it seems like is it that makes sense. Like a true <laughs> correlation or? Yeah, it's a correlation. It's not necessarily a causation, but it does support the theory that maybe it's to keep you from eating stuff that might be dangerous. Very cool. Yes. Super interesting. Love and that. Now I just don't want to eat anything when I eat. I don't have as much <laughs> Yeah, I just want to point out that I was the first one to know besides her husband because I'm psychic. So Yeah. <laughs> no, also nosy. <laughs> no, first of all, you are a terrible liar. Uh, so. Also that. <laughs> okay. So, so I, changelings. Yeah, changelings. Let's learn about how to keep my baby where it is. Okay. And like you said, mm-hmm. a changeling is a child believed to be a fairy child that had been left in place of a human child stolen by the fairies. Mm-hmm. They swap it. They swap it out. Uh, the theme of swapped children, of the swapped child, is common in medieval literature. We did find a lot of it. I guess that medieval meaning, I guess European, right? Medieval before. Mm-hmm. I actually don't know what. Yeah, it seems like it was mostly uh, Western European mm-hmm. that I was seeing. Yeah. Although well, I was other places too. Irish predominantly as well. Yeah, Irish is what I always think of when I think of changelings. I only think of the movie, and we'll talk about that later as well. <laughs> and just murder crimes. Okay, anyway. Murder and movies. <laughs> I think I talked about murder last time, too. Uh, I have a feeling you're going to talk about murder every look, time. <laughs> okay, I just am a big fan of true crime, and it's fascinating to me. And mm-hmm. this is one of, and one of the cool stories, because it's a good crossover between two of my favorite things, which are mythological creatures, animals, and true crime. <laughs> cool. (laughs) I'm not that weird, I promise. Um, So I guess we can talk about this right off the bat is that it's common in medieval literature and reflects concern over infants that are thought to be afflicted with unexplained diseases, disorders, uh, or developmental disabilities. Okay. And so basically anytime something was wrong with a baby, they were like, oh, maybe this is not my baby. Yeah, I think so. Because that's that's kind of the recurring theme. And I, we said this right before we started recording this. And I think that a lot of, we were thinking that a lot of these uh, explanations of mythological creatures and things are just people coping with yeah. difficulties and under, trying to understand them or explain them in a way. So they tend to be bummers. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's bad stuff that life people want to explain. So, any yeah, anything that's sad about a baby, they're like, oh, well, that wasn't my baby, which is maybe not the best way of dealing with it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Did, did learning about all this, did researching this make you, like, more excited about having a baby or <laughs> less excited? Or are you still pretty neutral about it? 
I feel like it didn't necessarily affect me either way. Okay, good. But <laughs> it did make me kind of depressed at times. Yeah. Yeah, that's I yeah, definitely understandable. It was upsetting. So, uh, what we found in our research mm-hmm. is that their temperament is what which is what marks the changeling the most. The change in temperament. Uh, mm. So, I guess babies are generally joyful and pleasant, but uh. the... <laughs> hey... Generally, generally, maybe okay. So if you or you don't have a joyful baby, it's probably a changeling, Amy. Well, that's good to know. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. if my baby cries a lot, then yeah. So you'll know we're in trouble. Um, if the fairy substitute is never happy, uh, except for when some calamity befalls the household. So you got oh, another no. broken pipe. You were like having to like fix something. Your roof caves in, and your baby's laughing. Stub your toe. The baby's like yes, <laughs> changeling. <laughs> Um, so, um, for the most part, it's going to howl and screech throughout the waking hours, and the sound and frequency of its yells are going to transcend the bounds of mo- mortal endurance. Oh, no. So. So this sounds like maybe an explanation for, like, colic, or, you know how they say, uh, what's it called? Purple crying? Where they say some babies purple cry, and it stands for something, and it's like an especially high-pitched thing, and it's, people can get really overwhelmed by it. Sounds like I don't know, it's transcending a bounds <laughs> yeah, of mortal endurance like to me. Yeah, that sounds probably this. That sounds awful. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, I think we're going to wait. If your baby's purple crying and you get overwhelmed, you're supposed to set your baby down and leave the room, and it's fine. Okay, good to know. <laughs> I'm going to learn a lot. <laughs> Public service announcements. Uh, but in the Irish folklore specifically, uh, one, temperament is what how you would identify mm-hmm. a changeling, and it can be one of three types according to this Okay. Uh, the source. Uh, actual, an actual fairy child. Senile fairies who are disguised as children. <laughs> or, or inanimate objects, like a stick. <laughs> so, so it could be so a young you got, fairy. You got a young fairy, you got an old fairy, or you got a stick. And, but... But all of them look like your baby. Exactly. They put some kind of fairy magic on the the stick. It says piece of wood. Pieces of wood which take on the appearance of a child through fairy magic. Okay. Which is apparently really really good magic because turning a stick into a terrible baby. Uh Uh-huh. Terrible baby. (laughs) Um, We're going to have to do fairies at some point because fairy stuff is very fascinating. Okay. First of all, that sounds super overwhelming. It's also, yeah, it's very broad. Yeah. So maybe we'll... Have to pick different kinds of fairies from specific folklore, different yeah. regions. Let's figure that out later. Irish fairies. All right. So the the latter type of changeling is known as a stock. <laughs> the one that's a stick? Yeah. Stick. A stock. Stick stock. <laughs> um, so some ways you might ask, how how, how else will I know? If my yeah, how do I changed? know, Jade? I, let me tell you. Uh, you'd see puckered and wizened features coupled with yellow parchment-like skin. Uh, those so are jaundiced? some pretty generic changeling attributes. Okay. Which I guess, yeah, if your baby's sickly and it is jaundiced and its liver isn't functioning properly, yeah. properly then you might see that yellowing of the It'd skin. like changeling. Or changeling. Okay. <laughs> um, it'll also exhibit very dark eyes, uh, which betray a wisdom of far older than its apparent years. I'm... Think I, Benjamin Button. I've got... <laughs> I've got a picture in my mind of this thing, and it's very, it's creeping or, me out. I'm or not going to say. like, fetal Voldemort. One of the two. Oh, no. <laughs> Those are some of the things I'm picturing in my mind right now. I'm picturing, yeah, like, black, just, like, fully black eyes, like a, like, demon makeup thing, and then, Ugh. like, the papery yellow skin. You know it's freaking a, me out. I don't like it. It's a thing for people to get their, the whites of their eyes tattooed what yeah i accidentally stumbled upon that instagram fascinating yet terrifying yeah 
Anyway, no. side note. I wish I didn't know that. I'll show you pictures <laughs> in a minute. Um, Please don't. Sometimes they also display other characteristics. So usually you're going to find physical deformities, um, including crooked back, lame hand. Those are pretty common. Um, and about two weeks after their arrival in the human house- household, so after the fairy comes in. Did we explain how that even happens? I don't think so. We'll come back to that. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> we don't really. We're not following any kind of strict. <laughs> it's not like um, this is structured or anything. It's not like this is like a real serious podcast or anything. (laughs) Um, About two weeks after their arrival in the human household, they'll also exhibit a full set of teeth. Oh, so that would be shocking. Yep. Legs as thin as chicken bones. And hands which are curved and crooked as bird's talons covered with a light downy hair. Wow. (laughs) I wonder if those were things that actually happened to children. I mean, yeah, it could be if they had some sort of deformity and... I'm picturing a a baby with full teeth and it's, that is probably more terrifying. Yeah, the full teeth, I don't know about (laughs) that. That's the most terrifying thing. That seems like it might not be possible. (laughs) I do like how, like, picturesque this, uh, this article is though. Like descriptive? Yeah, like using all these, um... They're unpacking their adjectives. Yeah, they're really using some great, uh, what are those called? Similes? Uh, similes is with like metaphors yeah. is without like. as crooked as bird's talon yeah this is a simile great <laughs> love it okay good job article also if you've got some horrible fortune and you've got some really bad luck after you have your baby then oh okay changeling mm-hmm. uh, the creature drains away all of the good fortune which would normally attend the household thus who are cursed with it tend to be very poor and struggle desperately to maintain the ravenous monster in their midst Ooh. so I think if we're going to go back to the scientific explanation of that, mm-hmm. if you think about it, any kind of these, any kind of malady like that that these kids might have might have had, well, they couldn't help with you know producing any kind of income for the family. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't necessarily be able to. Um, they would need lots of medical care or extra medical care, or maybe especially in more recent times when there were more things that you could actually do for this child, and thus the family would have struggles trying uh-huh. to pay for the medical bills or the fact that their child could not hold their weight in the home and provide an income like they would i guess on farmlands or so they were metaphorically draining the fortune and resources of the households yeah that's just a theory. and stuff like the physical deformities would probably be more likely to befall a family that was already poor because they might be malnourished good point so this is see if you think about it more than a second yeah. it's really depressing <laughs> Uh, yeah, for sure. For real. Uh Uh-huh. Continue with the funny changeling stories. (laughs) Um, so at least, though, what you can look forward to, Mm -hmm. uh, if you do have a changeling or you find that your baby is snatched away from you and replaced with the fairy child or a stick, um, one positive feature... Um, is that the fairy may demonstrate an aptitude for music. So as it oh. begins to grow, the changeling may take up an instrument, um, often the fiddle or the Irish pipes. That sounds nice. And plays with such skill that all who hear it will be entranced. So That's a definite plus. Yeah, which actually makes me think now of Jordan's brother. I don't know if I'll ever listen to this podcast, but he had some... We were just talking... Jonathan talk- a changeling? <laughs> I don't know, but we were just talking about this in the car about like their music skills because Jordan's really good at playing he's like I'm pretty he's he can play the drums really well Uh but Jordan's my husband by the way and (laughs) his brother he was talking about how his brother is just like has some kind of super talent for picking up an instrument and being really good at it like the cello the guitar he can play the bass he can play a bunch of instruments right he's a changeling right but he also was born super early had to have open heart surgery when he was a baby and had some issues growing up where he was kind of a sickly kid for a little while when he was born Changeling. He seems to be doing fine. Yeah, that turned out great. He's married. (laughs) He's got, uh, they just got a puppy. He's a very sexy. They got a puppy? Yes. She is so cute. She's going to be humongous. 
Yeah. Anyways. Her name's Allie. Okay. <laughs> they got a puppy. I'm so happy. Okay. I know. Me too, girl. Me too. You know how I love puppies. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that I don't have to deal with one myself. <laughs> Even better. I know. I don't ever. Yes. <laughs> I love puppies and then I like being able to hand, just like with babies, I like being yeah. able to hand them back. Exactly. I get my dogs at a year or more old, full grown, like ready to go. visiting puppies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so that's the basic changeling thing uh-huh uh story description legend legend yeah um that's gonna be the irish version but i think all of them are pretty close to that yeah they're all pretty similar yeah but i are you gonna be talking about the purpose of a changeling um i've got some notes on that and that'll explain how they occur and why why a fairy would ever even want to switch out their child with a human child yeah i've got some of those theories i gotta say i don't find them terribly convincing they all seem like weird reasons yeah. But we can go through it, I suppose. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, let's see. Or here, where it says why they might be taken. Yeah. I mean, oh, there's yeah. a so wide got, range of reasons here. I've got three. I've got that the fairies wanted a human servant. Okay. So there's that. Um, or, oh, well, you said, yeah, sometimes the elderly fairy takes the baby's place and that's just to, like, live in comfort until they die, which sounds pretty good. Fair point. <laughs> yeah. A fair reason, Sleep I guess. in a crib, get mm-hmm. fed. And... I like it. Yeah. Uh, or that fairy babies need human milk to survive. So those are the three reasons that I saw. I guess that last one makes sense. But it doesn't really because... Because <laughs> why would they? Yeah, that doesn't sound like a very... And then how many fairy babies are there? Like, is every human baby sw- swapped out for a changeling? I don't know that there is. Because that a... seems unsustainable. I mean, are we talking about human-sized fairies or are we talking about little Tinkerbell-sized fairies I hmm. I don't know enough about fairies. That's a good question. I don't know how big they were supposed to be. I feel like at least a little bit smaller than humans. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I we'll have to do an know. episode about it. Look, guys, we're just learning along with you, okay? Oh, I've got a couple of ways to identify a changeling. Okay. Which I think, um, okay, ravenous appetite, which you touched on, and poor manner or poor temperament. Okay. Which you also touched on. This one, in Scotland, if you were born with a cowl, you were a changeling. And a cowl is when part of the amniotic membrane remains on the head when you're born. And it's specifically if it's covering the face. So that's a pretty rare thing, but... Ugh. Yeah. So how do you spell cowl? It's uh, C-A-U-L. C- so a call? Cowl. Cowl? Well, it said pronounced cowl. Oh, okay, good. I'm yeah. glad that it put the pronunciation in there. That's help- helpful. <laughs> and it's Scottish, so you got to say it with a little bit of a brogue. Cowl. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going to try that. So. Yeah. And then ways that you could, like, prove that your baby was a changeling. If you cook or brew tea in eggshells instead of cups or pots, uh-huh. then the changeling, which is, of course, not actually a child and maybe much older and wiser, will be compelled to speak up and say, that's ridiculous, why are you cooking in eggshells? <laughs> and then you'll know I, that it's not a baby. I love folklore for this, the most outlandish stories. And some of the... I, I don't even... How would you even I, manage that without getting it all over the table? I guess that's part of the ridiculousness of it. Maybe oh, the baby's like, crazy. you know, you could cook a lot better if you used a pot and pan. Possibly. It um, would be more efficient. If, and then, that's really ridiculous. Yeah, there's also, of course, the ways... Um, where we get into depressing territory again that are uh, be really cruel to the child and beat it a lot until its fairy parents come back to rescue it or put it in the fire and it will leap up the chimney and return your kid. So that's great. What if you don't have a chimney? It's probably good. (laughs) They don't come at all. I hope you don't have a chimney. (laughs) 
So, oh, and prevention. Do you have prevention in my notes that I didn't take? Well, uh, these are my notes <laughs> for myself so that I can prevent this from happening. Um, I do. I had a couple that I read, but go ahead and tell me yours and I'll fill in if I okay. read something I didn't talk Mine about. Mine that I had was either keep constant wash over the child. That seems pretty obvious. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, or there are all sorts of like herbal remedies and charms that people would like whip up in their home kitchen and then you can leave open iron scissors or iron knives where the child sleeps. I did read that one too. Which seems like a hazard. Right, I agree. <laughs> I agree. But but what ifs? If it protects your child from being switched out with a fairy, I mean, you got to be aware of the yeah. options there, I think For sure. a little bit. Um. And then also baptism. Yeah. Some people believe that after the kid was baptized, they were safe from fairies. Okay. Mm-hmm. Does it mention which church? Does it matter? Um, I don't think it did mention that. Okay, good to know. Probably so, <laughs> it mattered. Probably Catholic if it was Irish. On, yeah, so. I'm sure it mattered based on where you were. But the, my what I read was basically the same thing. Keep watch over it or any child that is overly admired is not is less oh, at risk yeah, of being yeah. exchanged. Oh, yeah, yeah. I read that in the Irish one. So it's just that love your if child. If you look at a baby with envy, then that baby can get taken. Or if you look at, like, new parents or, like, a newly married couple, they're more likely to have their baby stolen. Interesting. Yes. I don't think I'll ever be envious of a baby. <laughs> just wait till you see my sweet-ass baby. <laughs> Maybe. It's gonna be the best. I guess. <laughs> Be so jealous. Bit, getting a little presumptuous <laughs> there, Amy. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just pictured like a flash forward, like like montage of me like side eyeing your child, <laughs> the coolest baby with like sunglasses, <laughs> yeah, and a mohawk, so cool, I'm so jealous, backwards baseball cat baby, <laughs> cigarette hanging out of its mouth. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Cigarettes so are not cool. cool. Don't smoke. All right. Yeah, it's vaping instead. <laughs> Baby vaping? <laughs> vaping. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't be sorry. Put a great image in my head. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, setting a good example for the future children of, of this world. Sure, yeah. That's great. <laughs> so, Kid, if you're listening to this in 10 years, I'm joking. Vaping isn't cool. Who knows? I maybe? bet they, they probably have even cooler vaping in 10 years. I know, right? Yeah. Shoot. It's like hover vaping. Hover? Why does everything for you in the future hover? Hover vaping. Like that makes it futuristic is that it hover? Laser vaping. Laser vaping. Uh-huh. Sounds cool. It's the wave of the future. Yeah. All the kids are doing it. Or like a vape that like has a fidget spinner on it. Ugh, don't even get me started on fidget spinners. Those are the stupidest things I've ever seen in my entire life. They look fun. I've never touched one. I refuse. <laughs> I refuse. You've remained pure. <laughs> Don't put that thing there. I've got like holy water, like I'm like shooting it or spraying it at you if I'm you come in a little squirt bottle. I don't know. This is getting way out of hand. I don't know. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. Where were we? Yeah. I don't know. Um, So tell me some more uh, about the different folklore changelings. Um, Okay, so I've got notes on the different variations of changelings and like where they show up. Because I was like looking at that um, when like different areas have the same legend basically but it's slightly different yeah like the what was the other one? Oh, phoenix the phoenix that, was everywhere is, yeah that's crazy because there really isn't a lot of scientific explanation for why so many mm-hmm. especially back then when i feel like phoenix times people didn't travel around very much yeah and there was no there was no causation for having mm-hmm. to explain something there's no cause for having to explain something 
like oh, with this, big it's like <laughs> these things can occur. Yeah, like these kinds of things yeah, this can occur within that, any kind yeah. of population. Although the fact that it's always snatching and replacing with something else is very specific. It is, but maybe mm-hmm. that just proves that in some way humans are all connected because we all have these likenesses in our thoughts. and. Yeah, humans just have this natural tendency to believe that their child has been replaced <laughs> with something else. I was trying to be really deep, okay? <laughs> and <laughs> the fact that phoenixes, everybody thought about the same thing or had oh, similar I, things. I also, when I was reading about this, was thinking, I wonder if part of it was also like a postpartum depression thing. Because oh. people, women that have postpartum depression, or I guess parents, uh, dads can get it too, um, tend to have trouble like bonding with their kid. And so I wonder if that's the sort of, maybe they were trying to explain that trouble that they were having with connecting to their child as like, well, maybe this isn't my child. I, I totally get that. For you didn't sure. have medication back then. Uh, didn't have support systems. Poor old fashioned people. Yeah. Speaking yeah, of which. So that's another depressing thing. <laughs> I read recently that the bubonic plague apparently has been confirmed in a few states in the United States. So just throw like that now? one out there. Yeah. Oh. I don't know what made me think of that just now. Other Great. Than, but we have the antibiotics to treat it, but it could still be fatal. So just. We're all going to die. <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy For times so we're living reasons. in. Yeah, dog flu is getting crazy. It can transfer to humans, apparently. Who knows? Crazy times. Never even heard of dog flu. Canine oh, influenza. <laughs> like how I'm nodding my head and you're shaking your head, and we're just <laughs> we're just doing that on a podcast where nobody can see us. Cool. Yep. <laughs> Let's continue our podcast as we <laughs> leave that in there. Let's. I don't. You know, cut it out. Closer really to the care. grave. I don't really know. <laughs> Okay, so different variations on the changeling <laughs> myth. Um, okay, so we covered Ireland, which is the one that I always think of as Ireland. Um, uh, in Low- Lowland, Scotland, and Northern England, so like that border area, they had the legend that elves or fairies... I think I think elves and fairies were basically the same thing. They're not, not pos- now, but yeah. maybe they were seen as somewhat the same thing. At the time in the region, I think they were very similar. Gotcha. Um, but they lived in elf hills or fairy hills, which were just little... Hills, as you would expect. Where the fairies and the elves lived. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, that they could spirit away children and occasionally adults um, and take them away to their own world. Spirit them away? Yep, spirit them away. Like Hocus Pocus style, sing a song, entrance everybody. Or like spirited away. That movie makes me so uncomfortable <laughs> because of the pigs and parents turning into the pigs. I've actually never seen it. I haven't seen it in a long time, so if that's not accurate, I'm sorry, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and the... Scottish English border region um and they believed that the baby would be snatched and replaced with a fake baby um that would be usually an adult elf in disguise but the real baby or the human baby would be actually treated very well by the elves and grow up to be one of them and be happy is that how but is that how elves become elves is there they're actually human children yeah I wasn't clear on that because I read some that were like that and I I thought that sounded very well one interesting because how do you become an elf? How are elves different than humans if humans are just turned into elves and that's like a perpetual... It's a nature versus nurture thing. <laughs> Maybe. I would, you know, I you would raise them, right? They get magical powers. If I got raised by an elf, wouldn't be mad. But, sure. You know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's at least the human baby does okay in that myth. <laughs> cool. Um, I like. <laughs> in Germany... Um, well, what happens to the, the, is it just an elderly elf? Is that what you had already said? Um, it's an adult elf. So what happens so, to them in the human world? Um, it says the changeling baby would become discontented and wearisome. So, so not, that sounds unpleasant, but maybe not like tragic. Is that like the circle of an elf life though? Maybe it's just. Maybe, yeah. They get stolen as babies, become elves, and then they get replaced, get 
put in the place of a baby. The circle of life. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Sure. (laughs) Perfect. Okay, so in Germany, um, they're known as a lot of German words that I'm not going to be able to say. Wetschelbalg. Wetschelkind. Kielkropf. Or dip dickkopf. Yep, just say dick several times. Yeah, dickkopf <laughs> is what it looks like. So that's what changings are called. Cool. Um, and they had a bunch of different options for what the parents, like the actual parents of changelings could be. So some people thought the devil, um, which was actually the pet theory of Martin Luther. Famous Martin Luther believed that changelings were, were the children of the devil and had no soul. It's oh, <laughs> really unfortunate. Cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Martin. So yeah, uh, parents could be the devil, um, could also be dwarves or water spirits. Ooh. Or something called a Roganmuhmi, or Roganmutter, which is a rye aunt or rye mother, which is a demonic woman woman who lives in cornfields and steals human children. That's, like, her whole deal, apparently. I so. guess. But, I mean, what, <laughs> what kind of home can you make out of a cornfield? Yeah. Seems like not the best like place to set up hut. shop. And you're going to lose it in the fall, and then you're just in a field. Yeah. Where's the corn? <laughs> it's unfortunate. No shade. That seems really, <laughs> really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... <laughs> Okay, there's a legend from Cornwall, which is, I think, is that in England? Um, I feel like it's in England. I don't but know that you should be asking me these questions because I yeah, don't know the answers. I should have Googled this beforehand. <laughs> Apologies to our British friends. Well, let me look it up real quick as you continue. Okay. Well, in Cornwall, there is um, the Men on Toll Stones. Oh, yay, it is in England. It's a ceremonial county in a unitary authority area of England within the United Kingdom. Don't know what that means. I don't know what a ceremonial county is. See, I knew it. Well, they've got these stones called men and toll stones, which I'm picturing like Stonehenge. I don't know if that's accurate or not, Um, but they're home to a fairy or pixie guardian who can perform magical cures. So there's a story that there was a mom who had a changeling baby and she took the changeling baby to the stone and was like, here, I don't want this. And got her real baby back. <laughs> well, so then. yeah, so that's always a good solution. Seems like a <laughs> fairly non-violent solution too. Just like uh, yeah, take them there. For real. Um, comparatively, uh, in Poland, um, they have the legend of a spirit called a mamuna or a boginki that takes human babies and leaves behind changelings that are called odmiancy. Odmiancy? Something like that. Okay. Odmiancy. I like those words, though. What was the first one that you said? Mamuna. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's in Poland. Um, oh, gosh. In Scandinavia, they had zero tolerance for changelings, basically, because so, that was where they had the strategy of be really, really mean to your suspected changeling baby. So, so that, to know you would know, yeah, so you would so know that, whether it was a changeling or not. So that the fairies would come and take it back. So that wasn't a good place to uh, be thought to be a changeling. Um, okay, in Spain, there were Xana. I'm guessing it's an X to begin that. I don't know how they pronounce X's in Spanish. But I'm guessing Zana or Xana. And they were nymphs who lived near the water and helped travelers on their journeys. They were little female fairies and were supernaturally beautiful. And they had babies called Zaninos that were sometimes swapped with human babies so that they could be baptized. So that was their end goal, and that was that they just wanted the baby to be baptized. Why, didn't, why wouldn't they just get them I don't know. That's baptized. a good question. I guess maybe they're not welcome in the church. Yeah. But they still want it. Gosh, come on, church. 
Because <laughs> still prevent this whole changeling problem. Still being exclusive. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> um, oh, and this had a very specific uh, take on that eggshell strategy to identify <laughs> them. It says to do the eggshell thing, and then they would say specifically, I was born 100 years ago, and since then I have not seen so many eggshells near the fire. Very specific. <laughs> it's so specific. But would it be, you say it in Spanish, though? Yes, okay. presumably. But yeah, I guess if you're... <laughs> infant child says a bunch of stuff but it's not that particular phrase maybe they're not a changeling right and you know maybe they're just (laughs) super intelligent yeah just a really advanced baby really advanced baby (laughs) with teeth yeah with a full mouth of teeth totally (laughs) no big deal welsh changelings would say in response to the eggshell thing i have seen the acorn before the oak but i never saw the likes of this (laughs) and then they would vanish and be replaced by the original child (laughs) well that's cool yeah so that seems they were kind of cheerful. They were so appalled by the eggshell tea that... <laughs> never seen the likes of this. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> okay, and then there are a couple that aren't actually in Europe. So far-reaching. Okay. Um, so in Nigeria, the obwanje um, is a term that means child who comes and goes. This is um, in the Igbo people in eastern Nigeria. So child who comes and goes, and this would be... Okay, so when a woman would have uh, more than one kid that was either stillborn or died early in infancy, these people believed that it was a malicious spirit that was being reincarnated over and over again to torment the afflicted mother. Which, that's so sad. Yeah, that is pretty disheartening. Especially, well, because was that the one that were... Oh, I know. Scientific explanation. Because they're genetically predisposed predisposed to having sickle cell anemia yeah. it was a way of explaining yeah this was that's probably what it was yeah. because um in that area about a quarter of the population has sickle cell anemia and that leads to a lot of infant deaths and so yeah and it's genetic i guess so you would probably be likely to have a lot of kids that have that um that's really sad yeah it's really sad um to get rid of it you're supposed to find a buried object that ties the evil spirit to the mortal world and destroy it obwanje um, and then in the Philippines, they have ghouls. I like the word ghouls. I feel I like it's too. underused. I also feel like it's somebody trying to say the word girl with a speech impediment. Ghouls. <laughs> <laughs> now I can't unhear that. You're welcome. Okay, well, theirs are called oswangs. And they leave behind copies of their victims that are made of plants. Okay. So I guess that's kind of like a stick. Kind of like a stick. Yeah. And the copies soon appear to grow sick and die. So that's another one that's sad because it's probably people whose babies died. And Why like, is my baby oh, turning brown? Why this. is my green baby turning brown and crispy? <laughs> but yeah, their babies died. So they thought that it was Oswang's. They thought their plant baby this was is their very, baby. This is sad. <laughs> but it's also like a little bit comical. It's very interesting and it's pretty creative on the part of people who wanted an explanation for tragedies um so that was all the different versions that i had and i've got some kind of like anecdotes about changelings i don't know if what kind of anecdotes anecdotes oh this is a fun one so this is an irish story and it's about a mother who had a changeling baby and was pretty distressed about it but didn't think that there was anything she should she could do and then one night she opened the door to a fairy woman who was holding her human baby and asked for her baby back because the other fairies had swapped the baby without her permission and she wanted her own kid so okay that ended right well. rightly so <laughs> yeah so basically to me it just sounds like these fairies just want a better life children yeah the fairies are just trying to do right by their kids i guess trying to do- through abduction and thievery <laughs> yes 
Oh, this is a fun one. Okay, so along the lines of changelings being able to be actual, like, fully grown elves and fairies, this is a Scottish tale. Um, a mother suspected that her baby had been taken and replaced by a changeling. And so one day, to test this theory, a neighbor ran into the house shouting, It's written out in, like, a Scottish dialect, and I'm really... I'm considering whether or not to do it. I'll just do the... I'll do the words. I won't try to do an accent. Okay. (laughs) So a neighbor, to test this theory, ran into the house and shouted, Come here and you'll see a sight. Yonder's the fairy hill all alow. Which, from context clues, I'm guessing alow means, like, a light, like on fire. Okay. Because that's the only thing that makes sense. Right. Um, And so the baby got up and said, Ways me! What'll come of my wife and bairns? Oh, no! <laughs> so he said, Woe is me! What'll come of my wife and Gave children? It away. <laughs> and he ran out the <laughs> chimney to go save them. <laughs> ran up the chimney. <laughs> so, yes, that's a good way of identifying oh, a changeling. No. See, it's about Say really that their home is burning. me really uncomfortable is when children, like that movie Baby Genie, like children are, animals are, are CGI'd to be more human or more adult or something like that. Like when they can talk and they really should be able to talk. That is weird. The E-Trade ones are the only ones that are acceptable because they don't <laughs> do too, too much to make the baby seem too adult or human-like. What about the Boss Baby movie that's Alec Baldwin? Uh, it's really animated and it's real cutesy, so. Okay. Okay. I guess it's still, I didn't watch it, but <laughs> I did see the previews. I like the old school animal ones where they just give them peanut butter, so it's just like a horse or a dog that's just like, nah, 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 and that's nah. cute. <laughs> it's very cute. I agree with that as long as it's not too realistic, right? Like or Mr. The, Ed, yes, nom nom. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have horse lips, which is probably a good thing, but that thank you. <laughs> Um, do you have any other stories? Because I was going to get... I do. I've got some excerpts. Okay, cool. I'm just kind of going down them to see which ones are fun. Oh, this one's fun. Okay, so remember how I said the Scandinavian ones, they were like, basically just be super, super mean to your child? Yeah, that sounds like... That sounds like they could have some repercussions just, you know, in general. Yeah, but okay, (laughs) this is a Swedish tale about a changeling um, where the human mother is advised to brutalize the changeling so that the trolls will return her son. This is, this one was taken by trolls, not fairies. I don't know, I guess they can do it too. But she was given the advice to be real, real mean to the changeling, but she refused because she was unable to mistreat an innocent child even though she knew what it was. And then when her husband demanded that she abandon the changeling, she also refused and her husband left her. And then the husband met their son in the forest wandering free. The son explains that since his mother had never been cruel to the changeling, so the troll mother had never been cruel to him. And when she sacrificed what was dearest to her, her husband, they had released... Uh, they had realized they had no power over her and released the boy. So, huh. there we go. Don't be really mean to your kid if you think it's a changeling, people. I don't know. That just... <laughs> you I might mean, get him back. You might have, like, a fairy <laughs> child, so, I That's mean, true. Maybe trolls are a little more reasonable about things. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> so, I probably should have mentioned this before because, uh, going back and looking at my non-notes, uh, <laughs> uh changelings can either come... And, and this goes back to just ex- the explanation of where changelings even came from, but we talked about them having ravenous appetites, and mm-hmm. the problem was that even though they have these ravenous ep- appetites, they still never gain any weight. Um, they'll oh. still be really scrawny and never satisfied. Uh, and then they were saying that changelings don't live very long in the mortal world. Aw. They usually shrivel up and die. So it's another one, yeah, where yeah. it's probably an explanation for yeah. infant death. And that's within the first two or three years of their human existence. And yeah. so I guess that's another coping mechanism or a way to explain, like, you know, why their child passed. Um, but they also mentioned that there can be adult changelings and the fairy doubles will exactly resemble the person taken 
but will have a sour disposition. Um, so the double will be cold and aloof and take no interest in friends or family and argumentative and scolding and um, just basically the biggest way that you'd be able to tell is a marked person. Okay, so any sort of sudden change. Yeah. I have, um, there's, I have an account by an English poet, um, George Waldron, who visited the Isle of Man in the 18th century. And he wrote about um, a child that was believed to be a changeling. And I thought it was interesting because uh, it said he probably just had like an inherited genetic disorder. Um, and so I, I was interested to see if you recognize what this might be because I don't really know anything about genetic disorders oh, and stuff like that. see. <laughs> um, but this is this, the description. It's kind of lovely <laughs> in a way. Um, Nothing under heaven could have a more beautiful face. But though between five and six years old and seemingly healthy, he was so far from being able to walk or stand that he could not so much as move one joint. His limbs were vastly long for his age, but smaller than an infant's of six months. His complexion was perfectly delicate, and he had the finest hair in the world. He never spoke nor cried, ate scarcely anything, and was very seldom seen to smile. But if anyone called him a fairy elf, he would frown and fix his eyes so earnestly on those who said it as if he would look them through. His mother, or at least his supposed mother, being very poor, frequently went out a-charring, I don't know what that means, and left him a whole day together. The neighbors, out of curiosity, often looked in at the window to see how he behaved when alone, which, whenever they did, they were almost sure to find him laughing and in the utmost delight. This made them judge that he was not without company more pleasing to him than any mortals could be, and what made this conjecture seem the more reasonable was that if he were ever left dirty, the woman at her return saw him with a clean face and his hair combed with the utmost exactness and nicety. Huh. So yeah, sounds like paralyzed in some way or muscular undevelopment and then very long limbs. Yeah, I don't know. I see. I'm not super familiar with a lot of these syndromes, but there it, there is a list of them here on the, the Wikipedia page. Oh, of things um, that people think it might have been. Right. Um, well, here's one. It's Williams syndrome, which is a de- developmental order that affects many parts of the body. And facial features frequently include a broad forehead, short nose, full cheeks, and an appearance that is described as elfin. Hmm. But it doesn't necessarily say anything about having um, any kind of elongated limbs or anything like that. I saw somewhere else that... Um... I think it was in Germany, they were believed to have very big heads. Yeah, encephalitis, but that's, oh, I mean, that's another, but like PKU and I don't know what progeria is. There are like, there's a whole oh, list progeria of progeria is the aging disease, which that would make sense for believing that it was an elderly uh, fairy. Yeah. There I you know go. that because of bones. <laughs> because of bones. <laughs> yeah. There was an episode with the progeria victim. Yeah. Um, well, I do want to talk about those. So I don't know if you want me to talk about like that since mm. it's kind of a good segue. Oh, I had another story that was kind of fun. I could do that one because it's okay, more fun it. than the actual little boy who was sick. <laughs> we'll end up on a little upper as opposed to... Uh-huh, exactly. Okay. okay, so this is a book from 1913 called Blonde Tomtar Oak Troll by Helena Nybloom, which I believe was German. I didn't actually write down where it was from. Okay. Um... But okay, so a princess is kidnapped by trolls and replaced with their own offspring against the wishes of the troll mother. So replaced with a troll baby. The changelings. <laughs> troll baby. Okay. <laughs> the changelings grew up with their new parents, but both find it hard to adapt. The human girl is disgusted by her future bridegroom, a troll prince. 
whereas the troll girl is bored by her life and by her dull human future groom. Upset with the conditions of their lives, they both go astray in the forest and pass each other without noticing it. The princess comes to the castle, whereupon the queen immediately recognizes her, and the troll girl finds a troll woman who is cursing loudly as she works. The troll girl bursts out that the troll woman is much more fun than any other person she has ever seen, and her mother happily sees that her true daughter has returned. Both the human girl and the troll girl marry, marry happily the very same day. Aw, that's a good story. <laughs> yeah, so that's nice. Yeah. They found their way back. <laughs> also, uh, fun drinking game. Drink every time you hear Amy say the word troll. <laughs> and the last, and that last story. <laughs> so many trolls. When you think of trolls, do you picture like the little troll dolls with the crazy hair? Do you picture Harry Potter trolls? I was picturing like kind of. Or like Shrek. I'm picturing, and that's kind where of I kind of picture. ugly Shrek creatures yeah. was what I was picturing. That's kind of what yeah. I was thinking for that story specifically. Because uh-huh. I mean like how, ob- I mean like it seems really obvious <laughs> to me that a troll would. I always figure it's got to be like the magic that they didn't figure out or oh. they were just like man this kid really doesn't take after me at all. <laughs> People were really stupid back in those times. Um, <laughs> She's green for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> what are this? Why are you four feet taller than me? Like what is this? Um, so yeah so I guess a lot of the, I'll talk about the changelings in the modern world and then I have to tell you probably it's my favorite, but also it's very depressing changeling story. Okay. And I, and I have a supplemental changeling material to recommend too. Okay. I'm guessing that will line up with your depressing <laughs> story. Planning our segues. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so neurological differences, and that was probably we decided, I guess, and this could be part of our last part of podcast too, where we're like, is it real? Sure. Well, <laughs> whatever. Um, neurological differences. So that's probably what the reality was behind many of the changeling mm-hmm. legends was the birth of a deformed or de- developmentally disabled child. Um, so it names a few of the uh, different syndromes uh, like spina bifida, cystic fibrosis, PKU, progeria, um, Down syndrome, homocystinuria. There's a nice. lot of them. I don't really know. William syndrome, Hurler syndrome, Hunter syndrome, regressive autism, Prader-Willi syndrome, and cerebral palsy. Um, so basically the greater incidence of birth defects um, in boys Oh, yeah, that also correlated. So the belief was that male infants were more likely to be taken. I didn't know boys had more incidence of that. Of a lot of genetic birth defects, yeah. yeah. And I bet people had so many more uh, birth defects back then before they had, like, they didn't have, like, prenatal vitamins or anything like that. They were all eating coal dust and (laughs) wood. Also, I mean, I think the incidence, (laughs) that probably the incidence of um, children within the family, with your own family members, was maybe a little bit higher. (laughs) Um, probably doesn't help. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, no judgment, but (laughs) I don't really know. Um, so it's been hypothesized that the changeling legend may have developed or, or used to explain those peculiarities of children who did not develop normally. (laughs) Sorry, I moved. Um, uh, so even even autism has been suggested, or changelings have been used to describe possibly that children with autism would be... Did that sentence make sense? No, not at all. Autistic children, <laughs> changelings. Yeah. That was just, that is a... Another a, explanation. A theory that it had been suggested that children with autism would be ha, would have been labeled as changelings back yeah. in the day. Um, <laughs> OCD, blah, blah, blah. So why fairies are often described as having obsessive impulse to count things like handfuls of spilled seed. Hmm. Huh. Interesting. Oh, yeah. I don't remember where that was, but somebody was like... 
fighting some sort of fairy enemy. And one of the ways you could defend yourself was that you drop a handful of something as you're running away. And, and the they fairy have to stop have and count it. That's so crazy. <laughs> Use that in your D&D story. Yeah. Weaknesses, <laughs> counting things. You gotta count that stuff. Um, and then in nature, and I, I, I'm surprised that we don't, people don't like think about this or hear about this more often because everybody knows what a cuckoo bird is, right? Or they, you think of a cuckoo clock. Like a, oh yeah. Like a cuckoo, that's, but that's a real bird. Really? Yeah, a cuckoo oh. bird is a real <laughs> bird and it's spelled cuck. Is it kookaburra or? No, that's a different bird. Oh, okay. <laughs> kookaburra I think is a, an Australian bird. Yeah, that's a um, laughs. A cuckoo bird, uh, I couldn't remember exactly where they come from, but they are, they regularly practice brood parasitism. Um, and what that means is that, uh, or another way to describe it is non-reciprocal offspring swapping. So basically, huh. cuckoo birds don't raise their own offspring. They lay their eggs in other birds bird's nests. Sneaky. And what's ridiculous though, and I feel bad for laughing about this a little bit, <laughs> is that the eggs of cuckoo birds, because they're usually bigger than the, the nests that they choose, and the, the eggs are like way bigger. And the, <laughs> the birds themselves, when they hatch out of the eggs, are also much bigger than the rest of them. Uh-huh. But what happens is the mother bird of her own nestlings don't realize that this other bird, this giant bird that's now inhabiting her nest, is not her own offspring. Because birds are stupid. I guess. <laughs> and I feel bad for laughing about it, but it's very obvious that this bird does not belong to this parent. But what will happen is that this specific cuckoo bird will be demanding most of the mother's time and nutrients and feeding and sometimes even push the other birds out of the nest. Oh, no. Yeah, so it's really sad. So basically, they don't raise, raise their own young. They give it to other birds to okay, take care yeah. of. Um, and then those, uh, usually it hatches sooner, apparently, than its step-siblings, quote, and they grow faster, and so they hog all the nourishment and then huh. kill the other birds. So. That sounds extremely changeling Yeah, bird parasitism. So yeah. I thought that was kind of cool because uh, I remember learning about that. And I'm like, hey, I can apply that to Perfect. this podcast. I'm actually using my degree. Yes. <laughs> for something. <laughs> and then I was going to tell the change. Do it. Here's Would my you... murder crossover. Oh, yeah. Okay, your murder story. <sighs> okay, so they're in 2008. I Have you never even heard of this movie, The Changeling, with Angelina Jolie. I don't think so, but I don't pay attention to, like, scary-looking movies. And that's maybe what it was, probably. But I don't know why, but my best friend really, really, really wanted to watch this movie. Mm -hmm. I I didn't understand why, because it ended up being super depressing, and it, like, put a damper on our whole entire evening. It sounds depressing. It is really depressing. (laughs) Um, I didn't know what it was about, and we watched it, and then we were both like, huh, this is really (laughs) sad. But it is based on a true story, directed by Clint Eastwood. That's way worse. Okay. Um, So what it is, is about this mother, 1928, and she her son goes missing okay i'm remembering this, this happens now. in la her son goes missing for a few months i'm gonna tell us all from memory as much as possible okay and um then the police find a runaway child that they believe is her son and so they bring him to her same age similar looks she's like i don't think that, i'm not sure that this is my son but they're putting a lot of pressure on her the cops are saying we found your son it made headlines everybody was like oh missing boy found him and it's been this great thing la police great because i think at this time too they were getting a lot of flack for all the crimes that were happening and that they weren't really doing a good job as police and so, so they this was like win. they needed like a positive headline a good story to kind of talk them up so the mother um she was put under pressure her name was Christine Collins, and she was put under a lot of pressure to actually um, take the child, and she did. And, and you know, the more she spent with him, she was like, eh, "This really isn't my my kid. This <laughs> yeah, <is> not <laughs> I, this is not him." And even the kid was like, "Oh yeah, for sure, it's 
I'm your son. Like, don't you recognize me? Oh, weird. How horrible would that be? And That's so creepy. She was being, like, gaslighted by everybody. By everybody. Oh, and my gosh. nobody believed her. And even in the L.A. police did not want to admit that they had done anything wrong because it was going to be a huge blow to their yeah. um, their image, I guess. This is the kind of movie I can't watch because it stresses me out so much. It was really, <laughs> it was really stressful. Um, and so, um, and there's actually, like, pictures of it here of, like, the real people and... Um, so did she, like, did that ever get fixed, or did she just have this other kid to raise for I her? I don't actually, sorry, I don't actually remember, oh, my bad. I don't <laughs> well actually, done. I don't actually remember, I could probably look it up, I don't actually remember how it ends. Um, I think. I guess, spoiler alert she gets jailed. the movie The Changeling. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, I never told the ending. I didn't tell the ending because I don't oh, remember okay. it. But I do kind of actually remember. She did get she did get put in prison because oh they were gosh. like they accused her of shirking the duties of motherhood. <laughs> so um, I don't remember well, that's exactly. Just the worst. I don't remember if there's a happy ending or not. But her I'm guessing no. Her son was never her her real son was never found. Oh no. But they do think um, that it's very possible. And here's where it gets interesting: is that he uh, then it's been linked to the Wineville chicken coop murders, which Ooh. was this horrible story about this guy, this man, which he was a man, but he was only 19 at the time. He owned his own farm and he was having young boys come and work for him on his, on his farm, but then he was being super abusive to them and then murdering them. And so cool. they did find bodies and things, but I don't know that his, that, that Christine Collins' son's body was ever like identified as being hers, but it was very likely that he ran away. In the same area at the same time. In the timing, and there was like some maybe some witnesses that were like, oh, a boy of that age, and did come around that time, and so they think that he was one of the victims of uh, a man named Gordon Stewart Northcott. Classic serial killer with three names. Yeah, well, you know, and they've <laughs> talked about that before on this murder podcast that I'm a big fan of, um, about... I think I gave him a shout out last time. Probably. My favorite murder. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a great podcast. <laughs> Listen to it. Um, I just enjoy true crime and comedy. Mm-hmm. So uh, they talk about that. And they, it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, every serial killer, every murderer has three names. It's more of a, you don't want to accidentally misidentify somebody oh, by only yeah. their first and last name. And then oh, that's that, true. Poor, <laughs> that poor soul has to live with the fact that they had the same name as a murderer, like a, a mass murderer. So all so. those John Gacy's. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So anyway, I thought that was really cool. And that's when you said changeling, that is the first thing that, that my mind came to whenever we were talking about that. So so yeah, her son does get replaced and there is a change in behavior and the movie is very depressing. But if you're an Angelina Jolie and a Clint Eastwood fan, you should watch it. So That sounds extremely not like my type of movie. No. So <laughs> on that note, look I'm forward to, to, to motherhood. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> hey, at least you know all the warning signs. Okay, well, I've got um, a couple of real historical, I guess to bring it super, super down. Okay. I've got some real historical stories of what happened to some people who were believed to be changelings. Yeah? Yeah, so... Um, like, people who, they like, in the in the working world, you're like, eh, you're probably a changeling, like, as an adult. Like, well, people saw them, or, like, there were incidences where children were swapped out. Well, this first one... Okay, so this is, I guess they're both in the 19th century. This first one was um, in 1826, and it was a four-year-old boy. He was unable to speak or stand, and his mom believed that he was a changeling, so she dunked him three times in this river 
because she thought that this was going to drive the fairy out of him, and he actually drowned. Oh. Yeah, and so she was tried for murder, and the jury acquitted her because she said that she was just trying to drive out the changeling. Oh. Yeah, so that, I guess, shows how pervasive this belief was, that it was actually a... Everybody was like, hmm. Valid defense for infanticide, yeah. That's crazy. So that's depressing. That might have been autism, but I don't know if autism affects, like, motor abilities like that. Yeah, it sounds like maybe some sort of a muscular thing, too, but... Possibly. Yeah, like, I... Something that probably wasn't changelingism. Yeah. (laughs) Hate to say it. Aww. Um, uh, and then in the 1890s in Ireland, um, there was a woman named Bridget Cleary who was believed to be a changeling because sometimes they could take adults too. Right. In different stories. Um, because it was the sort of thing where she had like sudden personality changes, um, and was slightly less pleasant to people, probably because they were all accusing her of being a changeling all the time. But some sort of mental disability. Yeah. And so her husband and a couple of neighbors, uh, killed her. And yeah, it's debatable whether or not her husband actually believed that she was a fairy or if he just straight up killed her and then used that as a defense. But they were convicted of manslaughter instead of murder because they were convinced that they had killed a changeling and not actually Bridget Cleary. That is insane. And the jury felt bad for them. Wow. You think that would hold up in court today? God, hope not. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, and that story about Bridget Cleary, there is ap- actually, um, the first thing I thought of when we decided we were going to do Changelings was an episode of the podcast Lore. Okay. That was about Changelings. And he um, went in depth into the story about Bridget Cleary. And it was really interesting and also frustrating and sad. Um, and I was trying it to find familiar. Which... That sounds kind of like a familiar story to me. It could have... I wonder if I'm just thinking of the wrong podcast and it was a different one. Because I went through and tried to look and see which episode of Lore it was so I could tell y'all, but I couldn't figure out which one it was. We're clearly big fans this of podcasts. This is a great recommendation. I don't know. I'll tweet it out if I find it, but okay. it was Sounds good. good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really enjoy... One of my favorite things... Like, yes, I love cryptids and mytho- mythological things, but one of my favorite things is especially when it kind of, when it does cross over a little bit into that paranormal, or I guess that's not really paranormal, but you know what I mean. I kind of like the okay. creepy yeah, stuff. Yeah, I like creepy stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Not when I'm home alone by myself, but. Creepy stuff is good. Yeah, but like ghosts and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of. That would count. That would be an art. It would count as a We could do topic. ghosts. Yeah, that sounds like a That super, would be a lot of murder crossover for you. <laughs> broad topics, too. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, so I guess that kind of brings us to our question, then, is... Yeah. Okay, well, first there's, would you want to be friends with a changeling? No. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. No, probably not. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it was just, like, an elf or fairy baby. Like, sure, because they yeah. couldn't really help it, but... <laughs> Can you really be friends with a baby, though? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, I'm going to say, yeah. I don't know. It's a little bit... It just sounds like a trouble, especially if we're talking about the fact that they, you know, suck all the luck out of things. That's and they, true. You don't want to get your luck They bring misfortune sucked. and all those kinds of things. You don't want your luck sucked. <laughs> Say that six times fast. Uh-huh. Um, and do we believe in changelings? This, there's, science ruins everything. <laughs> and I think, just like with the jackalope, like... I mean, yes and no. Like, okay, no. Do I do I believe that a fairy actually like swapped out babies? No, but do I believe that there is a reason and a scientific backing for the beliefs that these people had? Yes. 
I feel like in this case, that's pretty much just like, no, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, same <laughs> yeah. with the jackalope. It was kind of like a no. Uh-huh. But a maybe. Well, jackalope was like, they could also exist as well as the real ones. That's this true. This is just like, people were murdering their kids and it was real sad. And yeah. <laughs> or like, this is one that's not actually fun to believe in, so. Yeah, they had to cope with the fact that their child was sickly and Yeah, or and their died kid died. And, yes. Okay. So, well. I don't believe in changelings, but that's good and fun because i don't have to be afraid that my baby's gonna get stolen by a fairy right and modern medicine is a great thing yes and educating yourself on any <laughs> kind of mental disabilities or any kind of genetic disorders uh, that mm-hmm. can all be treated or modern life is great <laughs> because so many people can live happy and healthy lives yep. that would have been like absolutely demonized back in the good old days absolutely and gosh, it must have been awful back then. <laughs> I know. I'm kind of like getting down on this. And I was thinking about the bubonic plague thing again. But then they were like, chill out, people. Moxicillin exists now. But then it's also like, yeah, but you know, onset of symptoms are really fast. Fleas are everywhere. Fleas have been really bad in Texas this year. It's just Oh, this... great. Yeah. Also, superbugs. Yeah. Antibiotic resistant stuff. Yeah. This is how zombies happen. Yeah, it is. Ooh, we'll have to do a zombie <laughs> episode. We've only brought yeah, it up for like sure. every other episode. I'm not tired of zombies yet. I know everybody's tired of zombies, but I like zombies. I do too. Anyways. I do too. <laughs> I think I would die pretty quickly in a zombie apocalypse. But oh, we, can yeah, talk, for sure. we can talk about that in our zombie, <laughs> our zombie episode. So. Okay, so. yeah, so that was Changelings. <laughs> Sorry we left that one on a downer a little bit. That was Changelings. It was depressing as always. I'm a little upset about a bunch of child deaths that were unnecessary. Okay, we're done. <laughs> Wait, do we need to tell people where to follow us and stuff? No, no, no. Yes. We said it at the beginning. It's fine. Well, no. We can still do We can do our little outro. Okay, so we are part of the Not Safe for Work podcast network. That's not safe for work, but without the E. Uh, other shows on the network that are great include Greeley There, The Lasso, The Intergalactic Express. We're all cool. Come listen to us. So you can listen to us on our individual feeds that we all have or on the main network feed. Rate, review, subscribe. Uh, follow us on all of the social media. Um, help me learn how to use Twitter because I don't know how to use that <laughs> still. And You're getting better. I, thanks. I'm trying. <laughs> um, and then is, get it on Instagram with us. Send us some pictures, some drawings that you think are cool or maybe give us your representation of what you think a changeling looks like. Yes, um, I am always on the on board the everybody send us art train because yes. that would be so fun let's we'll make that a post thing. it yeah and we don't want our instagram to be just full of pictures that uh we found on the internet so <laughs> send us your pictures Less and fun. we will give you credit and give you shout outs and talk about you on our podcast oh we forgot to mention the emails we got oh my gosh we got the greatest emails okay we got two listener emails this is important, and we loved them, I and I thank them. wanted to cry after I read them because they were so <laughs> darn sweet. People listen to this. I don't know why, but it's, it's sweet. <laughs> it was awesome to get that kind of feedback from you guys, and we love to hear from you, and I can't believe that we just now brought this up, and I'm really glad we didn't forget <laughs> to mention it. So. Yeah. Okay, so Josh sent us an email um, about our Godzilla episode. Oh, he gave us some insane facts. Yeah, he gave us some good stuff. So that's awesome. Oh, yeah, he was an intern at the Natural History Museum in New York and gave a tour on prehistoric megafauna with a slight emphasis on folklore and legends, which is the coolest internship I've ever heard. (laughs) I would love to go on that tour. I'd be so stoked to do that and go to New York in Ah, general. Yes. Oh, and he also corrected us. The Muto in Godzilla in the 2014 Godzilla movie is not actually Mothra, but they do actually reference Mothra in that movie. Um, Let's see, where is it? 
So as the main characters return to their old home in Japan, in the, like, the irradiated area, a busted fish tank is labeled Dad's Mothra and c- contains an open chrysalis inside. So Easter oh. egg, I definitely, I for sure missed that. Um, but yeah, so the Mothra. Muto is not Mothra, it just has wings. Oh. So I guess everything that has wings isn't Mothra. I don't know, there's a, <laughs> there's a lot to keep up with. <laughs> But good to know. Good to know for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got another one from, I don't know if this is her, uh, Chickafant. Yeah, we got an email from <laughs> Chickafant, cute, uh, who listens with her dad. Yeah, that was the sweetest email too. Yes. And I totally agree. Uh, it was funny. This was the one where we got this email, but it was right after we'd recorded me talking about it being an anamorph. And then he or she sent us this email where they talked about changing back from animal and human and back again. And it was just really interesting. I was like, y'all are on the same wavelength. Definitely. Very cool. They have got your number. Yep. (laughs) Um, And then I did look up the Midnight Texas uh, series because I was like, I'm definitely going to have to look into that. Okay, yeah. That was a Charlene Harris book series is the Midnight Texas series. And Charlene Harris did um, the True Blood things, right? Yeah. yeah. So is that what that is or is that different? Midnight, I think Midnight, I think I looked it up in Midnight... Um, what did it call it again? Midnight Texas, or either one of those series is what they turned into True Blood. Okay. I don't know. I guess it... Southern Va- Vampire Mysteries is probably True I think Blood. that's that what it sounds was. sounds like it. Okay. It sounds pretty accurate. But yeah, recommendation. Yeah. So, um, then I guess we already answered that question. What are my thoughts about animal creatures that can change from an animal to human back again? Pro. Super dig it. <laughs> we are pro those creatures. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, we can talk about specific creatures that do that at some point. Um, werewolf will definitely have to talk about. And, and uh, Oh, definitely werewolves. We're really excited that you guys are excited about us. So thank you yeah. for sending us mail and continue to do so. And we will give you shout outs and talk about how much we love you. So thanks. Yep. We love hearing from y'all and we love being reminded that we're not just yelling into the void. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Next oh. time on Wonessie. What are we talking about? We're, we're talking about maybe Pokemon, I think, was what we... A Pokemon. Yeah, we reserve the right to change our minds at any time, but I think we're going to do Pokemon. Sounds good. Yeah, that should be I fun. like it. Yay. A Pokemon on all of them because there's too many. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Have a good week. Put iron in your baby's crib. Uh-huh. Except probably don't do that. <laughs> Watch your baby. Don't let him get stole. <laughs> Yeah, sure. I'll back. I'll just get all that. <laughs> I thought about repositing it, but then I was like, eh. okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> now I had just like a recording of me eating sour patch <laughs> I have been having a really big problem eating candy so much because mm, my hand is very sticky. I've just been craving candy a lot lately. It's oh, not good. Candy is good. Candy is great. <laughs>